Everybody, welcome to another edition of Faith and Barbells. I'm your host, Brian Neitch. God is good. You know, let's take a minute to thank Him. God, we thank You. You are good. Oh, Father in Heaven, in Jesus' name, we just thank You that You've given us a chance. You've given us redemption. You've given us another opportunity. And, oh, we take advantage of it. Thank You, Lord God in Heaven. Oh, man, what a wonderful day today. I'm a... Uh, recording this in the afternoon man it's um that barbell really showed me who's boss today <laughs> um we did um we did uh like hand cleans uh a, a, a squat clean from the floor a clean from the floor full clean and then two hand cleans and then a jerk and, and um i think i did 235 but man i had to really want to do that that was a rough go about it <laughs> But gosh, it really is pretty awesome. It shows you. You know, I love, that's why I really enjoy the barbell. I really enjoy it because it shows you, like, what you're made of. You know, what 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 you have inside you. It's If you want to stand that weight up, it, you know, first of all, if you pull it off the ground, and then the question is, are you going to stand that weight up? Oh, it's It's great. And you know, I, I you know what I've I've noticed is that you ne you really always have, you can you really always can do it. It's it's just the the fight you want to give. How much fight do you want? How much fight do you want to put in that next rep? And it is a wonderful fight. I praise God. I love it. I love it. That's why and I love I love the fight because well not necessarily love it but I so enjoy it. I mean I love people, right? The barbell really can't love me back. But I I I, I really get an enjoyment and and a really get enjoyment out of it. Finding out what you have that day. It's awesome. It's awesome stuff. Well, um you know, I was, I was seeking God this week about about really what what I wanted to talk about here for twenty or thirty minutes and um, and share with the world, with you guys, all you guys listening and downloading this podcast and, and YouTube viewers. Um, and you know, it kind of you know, God just kind of popped it into my mind um, something that is pretty. It's pretty easy, but we need to hear it, and it's a starting point. You know, you know, God. I believe wholeheartedly that God is good. You know, He is good. I mean, He wants good for you, right? I'm telling you. I mean, He is a God that doesn't want to kick you when you're down or kick you when you're up. He's not a God that's trying to punish you or see if. Um, you know, because you're doing well or whatever, he's going to just let the devil attack you. And that's not how it works. You know, that whole Job idea, that's, that's not correct what, what tradition says. Job wasn't, is not a, um, excuse me, the devil is not God's whipping boy, right? He is not on a big leash and God says, sick him for a little while and I'll pull him back. Before he gets too far. That is not God. That's not the character of God. You know, Job, 
But Job was full of fear when it came to his family. And if you don't know anything about fear, then you don't understand spiritual law and how it opens the door to who really is fear. You know, the Bible says that Satan is the spirit of fear. Right? Didn't didn't um didn't P, uh, Paul write to Timothy, for God has not given you a spirit of fear. That's plain, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. How many times did, did, did God tell Joshua, look, Moses is dead. Be not afraid. Be encouraged. Stand strong. Don't be afraid. But what was Job? Job was afraid. He continually prayed. For his children. Right? It wasn't it wasn't a prayer of thanksgiving. Of, Lord, I know you are protecting him. He sacrificed for them. Continually, it says. That was that's in a constant um that word is a constant verb, not just a I'm gonna do it one time and I'm just gonna bless God. Thank you, Lord, for their protection, and I know you're gonna keep them safe and, and not worry about it. You know, that's not hum- humility is not Praying for your kid every day, 24 hours a day, every day. Oh, Lord, please protect them. I just know they're out there sinning. And that's what Job was doing. The Bible says they were, they were out partying, right? And Job knew this. He knew what was going on. And in chapter 3, it said, Job reveals himself. He says, I was not at peace. Well, let's look at it real quick. I'll, I'll give you exactly what Job said. Job chapter 3. If you have your Bible, turn right there. Chapter 3, verse... <clears throat> 25. For the thing which I greatly feared is come upon me, and that which I was afraid of is come unto me. Let's stop there for a second. What, he was af- what exactly he was afraid of happened. That proves to me he was afraid his children were going to be partying. They were going to get in trouble. They were going to be afraid. I mean, they were going to be uh, killed. They were going to get into stuff that they can't come back from. And what happened? That's exactly what happened. They were killed. They were murdered by the enemy. What happened to his house and his stuff? Taken. By tornadoes, wind, etc. That, uh, the, I, I guarantee you, you can't disprove this, but of course you can't prove it either. I believe that those were demonic situations that were happening. Clearly. They came in and wiped him clean, wiped his entire house out. Not only kids, but house too. Property. Verse 26 I was not in safety, neither had I rest. There was no peace with Job at that time. Now, so many people will say, "Well, he had a, well, he had, so many people say he had a, he had a hedge. <laughs> he had a hedge around him. So God, God, he had to move that, take that hedge and move it and push it down, so Job could get knocked to the ground, and and God would show him." He's just a man. No, 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 no. God, that's not the character of God. 
the fruit of God, the character of God. That's love, joy, peace, long-suffering. For those who love Him, He says, I hath not seen nor ear heard, but He's revealing those things that He has for us by His Spirit to those who serve and love Him. Man, that's clearly He's revealed those things, that He's a God of love for those who love Him. If you are if you are a covenant partner with God, he is one who wants to he cherishes you and he wants to give and lift you up. This whole vow of poverty and not and not having anything and being um you know giving away your cars and well, that's great, give away your car but not having anything like God like God's not going to wear a Rolex or something. Are you kidding me? God is a God of abundance. Psalms 23 says his cup that he gives me runs over. I mean, he keeps pouring until it all flows over. He has everything. So he, Job in this situation, he had no rest. He was, he was in fear. And stayed in fear. What, what did fear do? I'll tell you what fear did. It brought down the hedge of protection. Fear stopped that protection. Because how do you please God? What does God respond to? You know, God doesn't respond to need. Say what? I'll repeat. Let me repeat that. God doesn't respond to need. He responds to faith. Particularly faith in His Word. If He responded to need, well, there would be no poverty there would be no one sick there would be no one that needs mental help physical help right you know why because he we need everyone needs a savior is everyone going to heaven no they're not uh, that's a sad fact but it's true no not everyone is going to heaven you know why and they need a savior. Oh, they do. Trust me, they do. But God is moved by faith. You please him by faith. Period. So take note. He's a good God. He is a good God. And what happened when Job got back into faith? Boom, the hedge came right back up. And he got double the what he lost. He re- you know, he's a rewarder. He's a loving God. Oral Roberts uh, used to always say, God is going to do something good today. Right? He is. If you let him. <laughs> Most people want to be their own God. That's not humility. That's not that's not serving him. That's not looking to him. But he's good, man. And uh he's amazing. For you know, but a starting point is huge. It's huge. Um, um first let's let's read first Chronicles seven. A starting point. Because a lot of people they get lost. They even they get they get saved, they get born again. 
<clears throat> but they lose that that uh they 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 lose where they are. You know, they lose that um that fire they have. They lose that excitement. But you you can start over. Man, he's he says his mercies are new every morning. <laughs> First Chronicles seven, let's look at verse twelve. Is that right? Oh, 17. Why did I write that down wrong? Maybe I did. <clears throat> okay. Second Chronicles 7. <laughs> Alright, let's start in verse 11. Thus uh, Solomon finished the house of the Lord. And the king's house, verse 11, and all that came into Solomon's heart to make in the Lord's, in the house of the Lord and in his own house, he prospered, effected. He, you got to edit that out. All right, in verse 12, and the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said to him, I have heard thy prayer. And have chosen this place to myself for a house of sacrifice. If I shut up the heaven that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among the people. But if my people, take note here, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways. And will for, I will for, hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin. And I will heal their land. Now let's repeat that. Verse 14. If my people which are called by my name. Shall humble themselves and pray. And seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Now you want a starting point. This is it. What an answer to some people's prayer. Lord, what do I do? Humble yourself and pray and seek His face and turn from your wicked ways. Man, it's it's a simple statement, yet it's just a choice. Right? It's a choice. I mean, how do you humble yourself in the first place? James 4.10 Humble yourself. Resist the devil. God, the Bible says God resists the proud. James 4. Let's read it. <clears throat> it says, Humble yourselves in the sight of of the Lord, and he will lift you up. Right, verse 6 says, But he giveth more grace, for wherefore he says, God resists the proud, and gives grace to the humble. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. 
Resist the, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Something that, that a lot of people think humility is, is not what you think humility is. I mean, you know, humility is not just getting on your face and saying, Oh, I'm just no good, Lord. I've, I just screw up so bad. Here I am. Oh, poor servant. I mean, that's... That's depression. I mean, sometimes you're low. But, you know, look... First Peter 5, let's look at that real quick. And I'll show you what real humility is. I'm telling you, real humility... Is a mindset. It's a place of living... Right, First Peter five. <clears throat> it's not. It's not just saying that you're a, a a worm in the dirt, you know, and not having pride. You know, that's what people think. I don't. I don't have pride. I'm. I'm. I'm humble. I don't boast about my my great accomplishments. <laughs> Your great accomplishments, right? Right. It's. It, you know, most people don't want. Don't want to acknowledge. That God, that God has, has has given us gifts and given us um, a, the place where we're at. It says that it's because of that covenant. He because of our the covenant we have. He wants to show himself strong. First Peter five. <clears throat> likewise, uh, verse five. Likewise, you younger, submit yourselves until the elder. Yea, all of you, be subject one to another, and be clothed with humility. For God, excuse me, for God resists the proud. Here it is, again, and gives grace to the humble. Verse six, and this is where it is. Listen close. Humble yourself before. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that He will exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon Him. For he careth for you. Now, those two verses, verse 6 and verse 7, are joined. They are, that's exactly what humility is. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, comma, that he will exalt you, or that he may exalt you in due time, quote, uh, colon. And that, this next statement explains humility. Casting all your care upon him for he cares for you i mean he what does that effectually do when you cast your care when you decide not to care or taking take care of the situation yourself oh you know worrying about your bill worrying about how how you going to make how you going to pay your bills of course we need to pay our bill but how are we gonna get that money? Oh, I can't. I I don't know what's gonna happen. You know the you know the Bible says in Matthew five that he cares about the lilies of the field and he clothes them. He, how much more do you think your heavenly Father will give to you? God is a God that cares for you. He is a God who wants to care for your situation. 
Not just the big stuff, but everything. So casting your care on Him, releasing your fear and worry and responsibility onto God, that is a ticket. That's a, that's a powerful place to be. Lord, I, you know, I'm, I'm concerned about, about one of my family members not, not being born again. How do you do it? I, you know, I, Lord, I lay them. I refuse to worry, and I refuse to get this, get let this situation keep me down. Worrying about it, f- trying to figure out how to fix it. You are, you are God, and I, I don't care about it anymore. I, I give the care of my, whatever sister-in-law to you, and I know that. I just thank you for taking that care from me. And I lay it aside. And I know you'll take it. I cast it onto you, Lord, in Jesus' name. You are God. That's it. That's how you do it. And you refuse to sit there and worry about it. And you thank him. Thank you. Oh, Lord, I thank you that you're taking care of that situation that we're talking about. I thank you you're taking care of her. You're leading people to witness to her. Lord, you're revealing the word to her heart. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And you don't worry about it. You don't complain about it. You cast the care onto Him. And you make Him God in your life. When you start worrying about your bills all the time. When you start worrying about your relationship with your your spouse all the time. Your kids. That's when you, like Job, you bring that hedge down. And God is tied. His hands are tied. His hands are tied. He can't do anything when you're holding on to fear. Right? Humility. Being humble. That's allowing God to be God in your life. And you to no longer be the source of your life. True humility. Casting all your cares upon Him for He cares for you. You know, and he that's the Bible says he wa- I mean he wants us to seek him. Right? That's what he says, humble yourselves and pray. I mean he wants that. He longs for that. Why do you think he created us? And he used to walk in the garden with Adam. He longs for you to see. Not and I'm not talking about just a priest or a pastor or a minister of the gospel. I'm talking about you. Right? Cuz he created you just like he created me. Same way. You might be taller, you might be shorter, you might be stronger. <laughs> but you're the same. You're same and, and in fact, man, when you when you get when you've asked Jesus into your life as your God and your Savior and your redemption, He's given you all the benefits. As everybody. All the benefits. What is Psalms one oh three? Psalms one oh three says it says, forget not all his benefits. Man, I like that. I like that. So you, you stay the course. Stay the course with casting your cares on God. I'm telling you, that's a powerful, powerful place to be in. And right? That's, a, that's our prayer. You cast, you humble yourself and you cast your cares on him. And you see, seek his face. Right there in James uh, 4.8. Right? And above all things, 
No, that's not. That's in Peter. <clears throat> right here, James 4, verse 8. Draw nigh to God, and He will draw near to you. A responsive man. I mean, a responsive God. Responsive Father. He's not an absent Father. He is not one to let you out there. I'm telling you, every time I've, I've, went, I've gone to the Lord, every time I've gone and, and prayed to the Father, He has always answered me. Sometimes and I just jet without talking to Him. I just, you know, Lord, thank you for this great day. In Jesus' name, out. I mean, that's, that's you know, that's not necessarily an honorable, respectful way to, to approach the Lord of all things. But He will, He will, He'll meet you right there. He'll meet you right there in your darkest moment, in your darkest spot. If you seek Him, He will draw near to you. Right? Right? It says James 4, 8. If, if anything, if anything from this, this week's message, do this. Hold on to James 4, 8 and draw near to God. And all, if all you have to do is hold your phone or you write this down, put your Bible and open it up and say, Lord, I'm drawing closer to you. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not sure how I'm doing it. But I'm standing right here. I, I am drawing closer to you. And just listen. Thank you. for All I know right now is, you know, there's 10,000 by my side and 10,000 on my right hand, but you know what? I am drawing closer to you. The bills might be coming in, but I'm drawing closer to you. And I know that you are drawing closer to me. I may not feel it. I may not hear it. But hold on to that promise. That I am humbling myself and praying and seeking your face and I am turning from my wicked ways. That's all, all it is, is repenting. Repenting. Lord, I repent. And I turn my face toward you now. One decision. One decision can make ripples in your family future. This one decision Abraham made to listen to the God of heaven and to come out from Ur, Ur of Chaldees and to move and to go forward to a place that God would show him. That one decision caused a ripple for eternity. And that can happen same with you and your family. I pray that happens. I pray that I pray that for you. I, I I release my faith and I say, Lord, that will happen, and that will come to pass in these listeners' lives today in Jesus' name. Right? Repenting and running towards the kingdom. And if you don't know how, keep listening to this podcast. Get into the New Testament. Read James. Read Hebrews. Read read um. Read all the Gospels. That's what Jesus was preached. He preached the kingdom of, of heaven. It's right here. The kingdom of God is here. It is revealed today. And that's Him. 
So if you need a starting sp- spot in your life, I mean, we sometimes we do we need that reboot, you know, like Windows. <laughs> we will fo- follow His Word. First Chronicles, I mean, Second Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people who are called by my name should humble themselves and pray, turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. That's everything. That's their finances. That's their household. That's what they need. That's their abundance. That's their prosperity. I pray that for you, Lord. I pray that for you. In the name of Jesus, Father, I just pray that for all these listeners. Take hold of this. Say, yes, heal my land. I turn, Lord, from my wicked ways. And I humble myself by acknowledging you are God. And you are my source. Do that today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. Well, I love you guys. I just pray. I pray for y'all. Uh, for all of you. I pray that you know you you have a your week is strong. Your week is uh, vibrant. I pray protection over you. So keep going. Never give up. Even if you're going down, always stay strong in faith. Because that's how you'll get back up. All right, you guys have a great week. Until next time, this is Brian Neitch with Faith and Barbells.